Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sands Pants Radio. Australia's most procedurally generated podcast network. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to, with Dylan Behan. Yes, hello everyone, welcome to News Fighters for today, Saturday, July the 7th, 2021. News Fighters, holding power to account for 60 years. I'm your host, Dylan Bain. Coming up on today's show, our old friend Stefan is stopping by to talk about the big sporting event happening in Japan right now. You can, you probably know the one, take a guess. Uh, but first up... In Victoria. Lockdown number six. Lockdown number six. In just two hours, Victoria will be plunged back into lockdown for a sixth time. It is the state's sixth lockdown and will last for seven days. It's only been nine days since the last lockdown eased with restrictions still in place. Bring it on, make it short and sharp. Gladys has cooked it. Yes, thanks for your jibe there, random Victorian man. Look, we might only be on our second lockdown here in Sydney, but I assure you it will be longer than all six of yours combined. We know how to make everything bigger and pricier here in Sydney. Don't I know it. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews was channeling his inner M&M as he gave Victorians only one shot to eliminate COVID for the sixth time. We only get one chance to act fast. We only get one chance to make difficult decisions that are the right decisions. I'd much prefer to wait two or three days. So why don't you just wait two or three days like we did here in Sydney? That worked out. Well, for us, yes, as I record this, the cities of Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane and Newcastle are all in lockdown. Over 16 million people and half the population of Australia, leaving our Prime Minister Scott Morrison to offer this incredible piece of insight. Uh, But for a lockdown to work, the lockdown has to work. Yes, thanks, genius. Really nailing it there. That's why you pay your multiple media advisors the big bucks, I'm sure. With New South Wales case numbers still rising despite six weeks of (coughs) lockdown, it's looking like we might just have to vaccinate our way out of this mess, uh, leading the federal opposition to have this brainwave. Labor has a new proposal, and it's pretty simple. Cash for jabs. A $300 one-off payment 
for all Australians who get fully vaccinated. What, what? 300 bucks? Hell yeah. I'll get fully vaccinated several times a day for that kind of money. Hell, I wonder how much I can make out of this total. I've got 1.6 million doses of AstraZeneca sitting at the moment that I can allocate immediately. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'll finally be able to afford to buy a house in Sydney. The only downside will be every time I drink water, it'll leak out of me like when a cartoon character lies on a bed of nails because I'll resemble a pincushion, but but it'll be worth it. Of course, Scott Morrison and the federal government are totally opposed to this cash handout for the simple reason that Labor thought of it first. I think the proposal that has been put forward by the Labor Party and Mr Albanese is a vote of no confidence in Australians. It says to them that their health concerns that they might have about a vaccine can be paid off. Yes, Australians can't be paid off with cash, silly. You do it with car parks. A $660 million park and ride program found to be no more than a pork barrelling exercise in must-win seats for the Liberal Party at the 2019 election. The hit list authored in the offices of Scott Morrison and Minister Tudge. And what Australians are getting are more car parks. Australians are the winners. Thanks very much. Surprisingly, young people actually in favour of building these car parks on the offhand that one day they'll be able to live in them which would actually make the uh, commuter car park policy the closest thing the coalition has ever done during their eight years in office to tackle housing affordability for young people. Morrison also said this of Labor's cash for jabs plan. This is a serious public health crisis. It's not a game show. No, but wouldn't it be great to see Mel and Koshy on Seven Sunrise rebrand the cash cow as a vaccine cow and ring people up at home in the morning and threaten to stab them with a syringe? Now that's good television. Anyways, uh, now on to the latest from the New South Wales Delta Farce. Okay, last week's episode, if you uh, haven't heard it, was a huge deep dive into how New South Wales got to where we are, stuffing up the Delta outbreak after managing to keep COVID under control uh, for the last 18 months. Um, But I figured uh, this week might be a good chance to uh, touch in again with the Premier State and see how things are going. Okay, so last week on July the 28th, with New South Wales facing record case numbers every day, the New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian announced this would be the perfect time to announce bringing Year 12 back to school. There's some certainty coming for HSC students. They can go back to class in two weeks, but they'll need to do regular rapid antigen testing. And those in Sydney's COVID hotspots will be given the Pfizer vaccine. Our intention is that Year 12 learning recommence face-to-face on Monday the 16th of August. And we wanted to provide that certainty to the community. To which everyone replied, you what? The Teachers' Federation, the Independent Education Union and Catholic school bosses, along with many students, believe it's not practical or safe. One in four of those infected are under 19. The health and safety of our students, their teachers and their families must come first. And then this week, Gladys was like, psych, JK, lol. Today, the Premier backtracked on the plan that was announced just last week. Last week, Year 12s were told they'd be heading back to class mid-month. Today, the Premier changed her tune. That was definitely our intention. The Premier says there won't be a uniform approach for Year 12s. Instead, there'll be different rules for different schools in different suburbs. Ah, yes, different rules all over the place. And hasn't that worked well for New South Wales so far, this outbreak? At the beginning, we had pubs open on one side of the street and closed on the other. And now we have different mask and stay-at-home rules within the same suburb. Good work, guys. Keep it up. And because the state government has failed to bring case numbers down, well, 
parents are bracing for potentially the worst news in years. Still no confirmation whether younger students will go back to school this term or even this year. The Chief Health Officer can't rule out the rest of the year being taught remotely. How realistic is it that children are going back to school this year? I think the key issue is how we go. Yes, and if anyone out there is training to be a psychologist, uh, perhaps brace yourself to uh, hear a lot about this from your clients in uh, 10 to 20 years. And then in the winter of 2021, mummy and daddy started drinking. Like, a lot. So how did the Premier stuff up uh, Year 12's returning so badly? Oh, that's right, she didn't even bother consulting the Education Minister. Last week's decision was made by Crisis Cabinet without the Education Minister and was then announced without a finalised plan. Today's change in approach has now made that look like policy on the run. Oh, yes, consulting stakeholders is such a waste of time. Next year when you're doing the budget, keep the Treasurer out of it, I reckon. It'll make things a lot faster. It's a bit reminiscent of in mid-July when the New South Wales government decided to cut public transport back without even thinking about the people who caught public transport. Most services were switched to Sunday timetables, but that left many essential workers with no public transport at all. Um, Yeah, I sat at the bus stop for an hour. No bus. To be fair, the New South Wales government was like, what, the public catches public transport? To get to work? How come I've never heard of this? And moving on, with many businesses shut in Sydney for over a month now, you'd think that the New South Wales government would be effortlessly trying to roll out business support payments. (laughs) Wrong. Business anger is growing over delays to lockdown support payments, with many saying they've had no response to their requests for help and no sign of any money. The grants of up to $15,000 were meant to help businesses hit when the lockdown began in June. But now in August, many haven't seen a cent and their calls for help are literally going unanswered. Communications coach Marcus West says his calls to service New South Wales have gone unanswered, similarly for his clients and even his accountant. He said that he's uh, applied on behalf of 60 small businesses and only one of those has received any support to date. We spoke to Jacinta from Anti-Age Me the day the increased support was announced last month. I just want to work again. She's still trying to apply for a grant. Every time it has said that it can't be processed, but it's not actually telling me why it can't be processed. Yes, six weeks into this lockdown and with no job keeper unlike last time, many business owners, including some friends of mine, are yet to receive any money from the government. But maybe they're just going about it wrong. The Premier says stop calling and just go on the website. We were finding too many people were ringing Service New South Wales and that was taking a long time. So if people go to the website, they can get immediate assistance. So that's what we did. Once on the NewSouthWales.gov homepage, we clicked COVID-19 support package. That opened a screen with different options, including a link for the business grants. Again, we clicked that, which loaded up a brief overview and a link to apply for the grant. Once you followed that, though, it takes you back to Service New South Wales, where it suggests calling if you have trouble. Yes, that's right. It's 2021 and the New South Wales state government doesn't even know the basics of how to build a square space. Someone go out and buy these guys a GoDaddy voucher right now. Anyways, moving on, the New South Wales government obviously can't master the financial side of this outbreak, but at least our uh, contact tracers still remain the gold standard and best in the world. Right? 
Our contact tracers have gone from gold medalists to the chasing pack, thanks to the speed of the hyperinfectious Delta strain. We're hearing stories of people who've been to places where they could have caught the disease and weren't contacted for days. Supermarkets and shopping centres have issued alerts for exposures before health authorities have notified the public, and some are even hearing of it first from online community groups. This person commenting 10 days late and of reporting venues wondering how many cases like this are around every single corner in Sydney. Another, I was there and checked in. I never got a message. In regards to contact tracing, we are getting reports that some people are being alerted by New South Wales Health on what would be the last day of a 14-day isolation period. Why would that be happening? Why would there be those delays? And there's no doubt, as the number of cases increase, so does uh, that mean that resources are stretched further. Um, but we have seen a huge boost in the number of people supporting our contact tracers. And can I please give a huge shout-out to our contact tracers? Yes, huge shout-out to the people whose workloads were increasing exponentially with our own incompetence. Keep up the good work, guys, and please work harder and faster and longer. Thank you. Hey, and just between you and me, I can tell you the main reason the contact tracing in New South Wales is falling behind right now, and it's pretty obviously simple, it's because the New South Wales government is letting there be too many cases. And there's too many cases because too many people are still allowed to go to work, and there's too many shops open. And now here's the Premier thoughtfully and carefully addressing those concerns from journalists. Why is Bunnings open? It's not open in Queensland. Next question. Why is Bunnings open? Oh, at least our first-class medical system is uh, still holding up despite the rising case numbers. Right. Chris, you have breaking news on big delays at Westmead Hospital. Peter, two COVID positive patients have been stuck in ambulances outside Westmead Hospital today. The wait is unbelievable. One had to wait seven hours, the other four hours, because the volume of patients in the hospital meant the two people could not be admitted. While unions say doctors and nurses are stretched to the limit, dozens of staff at Westmead forced into isolation after a colleague worked three shifts while infectious. And if you're wondering why the New South Wales government, unlike other states, is keeping Bunnings open, letting supermarkets stay open late, keeping roads out of Sydney open, and letting workplaces have as many workers on site as they want, all while the contact tracing and medical systems appear to be on the verge of collapse, well, it's because freedom, baby! Our aim is to keep people as safe as possible and living as freely as possible. Uh, we're keen uh, to ensure we provide as much freedom as possible whilst living safely. Uh, and also um, as free as possible. Yeah, love that freedom, baby. Looking forward to six to 12 months from now when a member of the media pack at the 11am press conferences like uh, Premier, thanks to the uh, vaccine-resistant Omega variant, we're up to 200,000 cases a day, and literally everyone is dead except for you and me standing here right now. Uh, Perhaps, do you think maybe now is a good time to consider closing the Bunnings? And even then, Gladys would be like... Next question. And in summary, I... I think Scott Morrison said it best when he said... For a lockdown to work, the lockdown has to work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, and joining me now on News Fighters is our old mate, our sports correspondent and special reporter, Stefan Pazur. How are you going, Stefan? I'm great. I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, I was going to have you on to talk about um, uh, the, 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 the Olympics, uh, but due to I'm a bit worried that with the uh, um, AI that scans podcasts and takes them down due to rights issues, that we should call it instead the um, famous major international multi-sport quadrennial event currently being held in Tokyo. Is that all right? Because we, we don't it- have the rights to call it the, uh, the O word. So I'm happy to say multi-sport quadrennial. Event, event, but I'm not saying quad renewal properly. Okay, that's right. We can just call it the big sporting event in Tokyo, multi-sport event in Tokyo or something. Yeah, okay. All right. Multi-sport um, event, sure. Anyway, it's been a fantastic sporting event so far. Um, uh, you know, look, so many, so many great moments to remember. Like, just fantastic. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought I'd take this opportunity now to play uh, a clip of one of my favorite events from the game so far. Okay, uh, have a listen. This clip unavailable due to rights issues. Oh, wasn't that a classic moment? Wasn't that? That was my personal favourite moment. What was? What was yours, Stefan? Uh, I would say the um, the uh, in during in the opening ceremony when those two characters were acting out the signs for all the sports. Oh yes. Do you have a clip? Will we play uh, a clip? Cl- play a clip of it? Yeah. Let's have a look at it right now. This clip unavailable due to rights issues. Oh, that was a great classic memory, wasn't it? Classic memory. Oh. Uh, they just love it. They were so efficient. They were so quick on their feet. They were great, and they were they were actually uh, they were called Hero Pond. They're a, a YouTube comedy duo who did those pictograms at the opening ceremony. Uh, and given Brisbane, really? yeah, a YouTube comedy team. Uh, so I'm look forward for the Brisbane Olympics. Maybe we'll have like Auntie Donna doing uh, like Christmas pudding uh, memes, or maybe we'll have Friendly Geordies uh, getting shot by the anti-terrorist police. I wouldn't mind having the uh, Bondi hipsters. Except they're not very Brisbane, though. They're it doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're coasty. Um, on to the opening ceremony. And uh, the concept for the opening ceremony this year was united by emotion. And definitely the emotion mm. I experienced was boredom as it went for over four hours. Now, what were your, what were your highlights uh, from the opening ceremony? Uh, the drones was pretty good. Yes, the drones made a, the drones? made a map of the world, which was very impressive. Yeah. Apparently, there were 1,800 drones that made a map of the world, mm. which looked like a bunch of UFOs to the unsuspected trendy Tokyo residents 
from a UFO spotting meetup group on a night out looking for UFOs. Really? I'm sure they would have been like, it was right over the Olympic Stadium. They weren't like, UFOs are invading the Olympics. Anyway. Um, and there was a lot of traditional uh, Japanese art and, uh, and craft on display. They had uh, kabuki dancers. They had Edo-era craftspeople and traditional dress. But for me, if they yeah, really wanted to represent did. and symbolize Japan, they should have had what Japan is most famous for and some dancing vending machines. Uh, it would have probably been too hot to for have big, the performance big costumes. to be. Yeah, yeah. And then who lit the cauldron? It was tennis star Naomi Osaka. She lit the cauldron. Yes, and how'd she go in the Olympics? Good? Well, she left the competition uh, because she lost a match in tennis. So Very her early. Olympics career was rather short in this. Appearance was rather short at this Games, yes. unfortunately. Which, get, which brings me to uh, uh, Ash Barty was also knocked out of the tennis in the singles, but she did manage uh, to win the bronze... Uh, in the mixed doubles with John Piers by she doing did. my favourite thing, which is um, having winning by default when the other team pulled out. So I think that's an Olympic sport I could win at and we could all get behind. Turning up. That's right. I don't, I don't know why um, um, Djokovic freaked out. Breaking I don't know, several rackets and then, and then claiming injury afterwards. It works for us. For us. Ash Barty and John Piers were like, yes. I don't know who John Piers is, but he's definitely had a he's definitely picked the right ticket so far. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, I have a feeling that they would have preferred to have played the match. True. Rather than having it given to them like that. Also on the results, uh, we had Australian uh, Logan Martin won gold in the BMX uh, freestyle after he built a training arena in his backyard to do his BMX. Uh, flips uh, during COVID because a lot of athletes couldn't train during COVID. Uh, but yet, right. you know, shooters and archers weren't, al- you know, al- you know, shooters weren't allowed to set up shooting ranges in their in their backyards. So this is just bias against shooters, I think. It is. They should be allowed to set up uh, that stuff at their own backyard. But instead of shooting real bullets, they can try using blanks. No one knows. How you can't training. practice your aim if you're just shooting blanks. That's right. They have to imagine they hit the target. There you go. Poor buggers. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Also in the results, um, in equestrian, Andrew Hoy, Australian Andrew Hoy, won silver at age 62, proving that, uh, well, uh, there is uh, hope for any of us yet. Uh, Even, you know, just because you're reaching the age where you can go on the pension, you can still be winning gold medals for Australia or silver medals for Australia, damn it. Right? That's true. Well, it's it's good on him that he can actually do that at that age to be on a horse. Yeah. Uh, not many can do that. That, that he it, uh, he must be definitely doing some kind of like core strengthening exercises. Yes, a lot of work at the gym because the BMX rider he went to the gym as well every day. Really, to to perform well on that bike. So like yeah, the, for example, Logan went like three hours to the gym. Did an hour sort of running per day, then three hours uh, doing stunts on his on his ramps. Uh, so most likely, uh, Andrew did this, did something similar, core strengthening exercises. You're, you're ruining running, my maybe, you're jumping. ruining my dream, Stefan. I want to be able to get on a horse at age sixty for the first time and win some damn medals. That's what I want to do. Well, my uncle still goes on his push bike, and he's in his seventies. So he better be winning I'll some. Put- he better be winning some medals in Paris. But but yeah, I would say so. But like you 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 ride bikes now, so you're you're good to go on the BMX track soon. Exactly. Exactly. You're just gonna build one up in your apartment house. 
I don't know how you're going to do that, but you can. Anything's possible. Also, in results, uh, in the high jump, Qatar and Italy decided to share the gold medal instead of doing a playoff for it. Now, I think this sends exactly the wrong messages to children. You think so? The world is competitive. You have to fight to the death if you want the gold medal, not just let your mate have half of it. Well, it it can be a bit harsh, though. You could have have a bunch of kids crying. I've been watching some of the coverage, but some of my favourite, one of my favourite things about this Olympics is just how short some of the sports are, some of the matches. Like, I, I watched some rugby sevens. It's called, they're seven minute halves. Like, this is a great game of rugby. It's 14 minutes long. And then I watched the three on three, the three X3 basketball, as they say. It's a 10 minute game. It's great. I think it's because, like, the broadcasters want shorter events so they can show more ads. And then even, like, the 100 meters, I was like, that only goes for 10 seconds. And, like, I'm sure the TV broadcasters were like, that's too long. Can we put an ad break in the middle? How about the 10 meter dash? Channel 7 would love to put a. Optus ad in the middle of that, I'm sure. Yeah, just plug it in there. And I'm loving the team names. If you uh, uh, like, if you're not familiar with Australian team names, I think you'd be very confused because they'll come on and they'll be like, "Oh, tonight we've got the Boomers, the Matildas, the Hockey Roos, the Opals, the Stingers." It's like, yeah, what the hell is this about? What, <laughs> what sport is which? I mean, the Boomers no, are no. just. What's the Boomers no, play? No. Do they just buy buy investment properties? Is that the the game they play? Probably, uh, like. Like, you know, the divers could easily be called the backflippers. Backflippers is also the, the, the New South Wales government fighting the Delta strain. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. <laughs> what um, other, what other the, names these are, do you like? Uh, the doll jumper. What's the doll jumper do? Those big things where the athletes run onto with a, with a stick. They jump on the stick to, to put them upwards. You know, catapult. Pole vaulting. Yeah, yeah, that hasn't been shown yet. Actually, I don't think it's been out yet. What would that team? And so, what would that team be called? Uh, the pole jumpers. The yeah, po- so I, I they're like the that. team of pole vaulters, and they're called the pole jumpers. I suppose I'm just trying to think what animals in the world would use a stick. Uh, it would be a monkeys when using a stick to go into the ants' nest to get ants out. God, that's a good question. I've never seen an animal really. Oh, a dog uses a stick. A dog chases a stick. So those pole jumpers could be called the dog sticks. Um, <laughs> and what about athletics? What about would the athletic players have any fun names? Yeah, I suppose you could go a bit silly and go the streakers. Which brings me to my next yeah. point. Very famous uh, rising young athlete Peter Boll came uh, very very close to winning a medal in the eight hundred meters. He came fourth, but Australia's best result on the track in a long time in the eight hundred meters. But my theory is he didn't. He hasn't got the whole nation behind him yet. He's not winning the medals because he hasn't got a good enough nickname. Now, Channel 7 tried Super Bowl, as in Super Bowl. I like that. But what are some other ones we could have to get the nation behind Peter Bowl here? I, I was thinking of uh, Bolissimo, like good in Italian, or Speeding Bullet. The, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, the Lightning Bolt. Okay. Or the Aussie Bolt. The Aussie, the Aussie Bolt. There you go. Yes. I mean, Usain Bolt that sounds may have... Good. Usain Bolt was called Bolt, so it's tricky. The Aussie Bolt or the Aussie Lightning Bolt? Or, Light- or the Kangaroo Bolt? Lightning Bolt? The Master Bolt? Yes. Dead Bolt? The- no, that Dead Bolt? No, that doesn't. No, that's no, that doesn't work. <laughs> the the um the reinforced bolt. I hear the Australian athletes have been in trouble on their way home back to Australia to go into quarantine. What what do you what have you heard about this? Yeah, a boost fest took place on a return flight to Sydney by both the rugby sevens and soccer players. Ooh. 
causing chaos and terror for the Japanese flight crew. Well, not since David Boone has there been so much interest in our sportsmen drinking on a plane. Now, two of our Olympic teams are feeling the heat after a rowdy ride back from Tokyo. Several unknown players were clearly could not control the alcohol intake, went overboard and a tad too excited. One of the players, I'm not sure who or which one, ended up blocking the airplane toilets with vomits. If that's an example of a rite of passage, then the rite of passage belongs to the cleaning crew who have to unblock yes. the airplane toilet full of vomit gunk, smelling like vodka and stomach acids. They deserve the real gold medal here, our cleaning crews. They do. In their defence, the Australians probably said, we're Australians, what do you expect? I don't... maybe. Australian sporting teams misbehaving on a plane and drinking too much? Hold the front page. Whoever whoever thought this was going to happen? I definitely didn't. And what sport would you what sport would you see yourself playing in the Olympics if you want to qualify for, you know, Brisbane or Los Angeles or Bris- or, or or Paris? It, it, sure, if I was sixteen, I'd, I'd be doing pole vaulting or a high jump or rock climbing or skateboarding. Definitely skateboarding. I do a bit of skateboarding myself. Oh yeah. Uh, how did how did you like but, watching the skateboarding so far? Because to me, it looked like they just were falling downstairs. That is an Olympic sport I could do, but I would I would need a lot of physio afterwards. Yeah, and you you need to you need falling downstairs to be classified as an Olympic sport. Uh, it was good to see the skateboarding. Yes. Well, I'm saying a lot of, a lot uh, of the, a lot of the bad skateboarders were just falling downstairs. So I could do that sport, but I wouldn't win at it. I wouldn't. You know, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't win at skateboarding. But falling downstairs, however, yeah, I could be a real mental hope in that. Get get a few bourbons into me. Woo! The, the the rock climbing was good. I, I didn't expect to see rock climbing as a sport at all. I didn't see any the of the games. rock climbing. Is it timed? Is it a race up the? Do they do they race up a rock face yeah. like a little ant? Is that the yeah? Idea? They do. The, what? Well, yeah, they race up and press a buzzer. Wow, that's um, incredible. So, yeah, I was like, whoa, this is different. Different in a good way. But the last time I did rock climbing, I couldn't go to the bathroom for one week. Why? My bum muscles just got stretched. All right, Stefan, uh, great to catch up with you to talk about the famous major international multi-sport quadrennial event happening in Tokyo at the moment. Uh, Let's talk soon. Good to see you, mate. See you soon, mate. Thanks Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Bye. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Alrighty, folks, that's Newsfighters for today, the 7th of August, 2021. Big thank you to Stefan for being on the show. Newsfighters is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain, for Sans Pants Radio. Producing news comedy is what I do. Maybe I can do it for you. To support the show and get bonus episodes, uh, why not pay to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or join our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Or you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. And a big thank you to everyone who bought me a coffee last week. Wish I could leave the house to have a coffee anyways uh we refuse to pay to advertise on facebook so why not sign up for our free substack newsletter to keep informed of all our latest updates you can sign up for it at newsfighters.com and don't forget you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at newsfighters.pod wear a mask get your vax and bye for now this is news fighters where we fight the news so you don't have to Good job. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.